Hey, welcome, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a live video podcast where we interview an artist and show their art every single week. And today is no different. I have a special guest, Laura Summer, and we are going to talk a lot about drawing and building a career with this talent, okay? Okay, so now I want to introduce to you my friend, Laura Summers. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Oh, good. You know, I'm going to start Mm -hmm. with the question that I get all the time. So it's like a revenge question. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where are you originally from? <laughs> I'm from England. I was born in Derby, um, in the center of England. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. How long have you been here? Um, I've been in the States for 10 and a half years. Um, I've been in Utah, Salt Lake City, for seven years now. Wow. Uh -huh. Do you like it here? I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. Now, tell me, uh, how did you start when did you notice, okay, I have I, I, this creative power inside me and I need to give it an outlet? Okay, so I've been an art into art ever since I was at school. Um, it was something that I just really loved to do. It was my best subject. I was pretty good at it when I was at school. And then I went to university and uh, I did a fine art degree. And then uh, I began teaching um, 20 years ago. Um, I was a high well, middle school and high school art teacher. And uh, I did that for 20 years, and I was in a position where I was like, okay, I really want to do my own artwork, like, full-time. So I made the decision to leave teaching uh -huh. a, a year ago, and I've just been focused on um, my artwork. So was that a scary change in yes. your life? Because you, you got a steady paycheck, uh -huh. That's and right. then you became mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Tell me. So it started, um, I did a few local markets um, before I gave up teaching and to test the waters and, and things went pretty well. Um, and I, I just got to the point where I was like, I, if I don't do it now, mm -hmm. when am I ever going to do it? So um, I took the plunge and uh, it's been going really, really well. That's I've good. been really busy. I'm yeah. glad to hear uh -huh. that. Now, you said you had a fine art degree. Uh, did you have any business experience whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Not no? at all. No, no, no. It's, uh, but that can be a blessing in disguise, uh, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I focus on the creativity, and then and then you think of ideas that can help your business. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the the skills, and then you figure out other ways to to make things work. So it's it's been going well. That's good. Yeah. Now as an art teacher, you were trying different mediums, right? Uh -huh. With the yeah. kids. Mm -hmm. So why drawing? Why did you choose drawing to build a career? So I've got quite an interesting um, uh, background of the kind of things I did. I actually specialized in ceramics, believe oh, it or not, really? when I was at university. I, my second and third year of my degree, I, I focused on ceramics, which I loved at the time, um, but I always created all kinds of things. I was a mixed media um, artist. I, I did paintings, um, abstract, semi-abstract, and it's actually three years ago that I started this particular style, and there's a, there's a very special reason. Um, my grandson was born three years ago. His name is Avery. Mackenzie, his mom, asked for um, some drawings to go in his bedroom. Oh. And they, they lived in Florida, and they wanted uh, sea creatures to go on the bedroom of his wall. So that's where it started. And to begin with, I was like, they wanted fine black pen drawings. I was kind of like, I know I can do that, but that's not particularly what I do, uh -huh. but I did it and then I got really, really into it and to the point where I was like, 
I need to do this with, with more animals. And then, uh -huh. like my portfolio, I've got over 100 drawings now of, wow. of animals from all over the world, plus botanical drawings, sea creatures, and so on. So Avery has a lot of the originals in his room. And, then, and this is kind of where this style yeah. came from. When you were doing, you were enjoying, of course, doing that. But what was the click that said, I really need to stick to this particular technique? People love animals. Yeah, um, there's true. a real connection. Uh, when I do the markets, I love listening to people. And they go, oh, my goodness, you've got a, a sloth. I love sloths. Or, oh, that, oh, I really love elephants. It's just really nice to hear like people's connections. Many people have a spirit animal that they, they mm -hmm. have. And I have requests, and people say, Oh, I would love, do you have a drawing of, let's say, I don't know, I'm just going to say a tiger. Uh -huh. And I go, mm, no, I don't right now, but it's something that I could do. So my portfolio has just expanded over the time and, uh -huh. and, I, and I've listened to people. That's cool. Uh -huh. I want to talk a, a little bit more about the animals, but first I want to give them a, an overlook here of your work and mm -hmm. we are going to go in details, but look how beautiful it is, and we, we need to talk about the book. I'm looking at the book there. Thank you. Now, you, you know, you mentioned animals. That's always my favorite mm -hmm. topic. But I think we live in a moment where, as, as artists, if we can create more awareness around these animals. Because we, we are getting more and more, we are getting uh, detached from meeting animals, right? Not mm -hmm. only because we don't visit the farm anymore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't have many opportunities for that. And once you, you get detached, your awareness of how important they are can be a little iffy. So for example, we have the Amazon fires right now mm -hmm. going on and mm -hmm. all the animals mm -hmm. there are being yeah. killed. I know. And you know, even talking to people in Brazil, which is where I'm from. They say, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. And I say, how come it's not that bad? The, the amount of birds and, and insects mm -hmm. and all mammals that are going away, it's very sad. But if it's not top of our mind, the animals, we just don't care about it. Right, right. So as artists, it's very important that we bring them again to awareness all the time. I have been thinking about that over the last couple of days, the Amazon yeah. fires and how it's going to affect many yes. living things. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. Did you know that in, in the Amazon uh, is one of the only places where a new species of insect are found almost every month? Every month, wow. So it, there's a lot there. Yeah. It's a biodiverse space and it's very sad that it's going through that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, w let's show s some particular pieces. You point me which ones you want to show first oh, okay. so we can give a good okay. close up. All right, so um, let's start with um, the book. The book, right yes. Here. So how, how long ago did you write that book? So um, this book is um, an A to Z of animals. Um, I published it in April of this year. Um, it was kind of my winter project. I already had many of the animals drawn, um, but then I had to fill some gaps with animals that started with certain letters. Okay. And I wanted to make the book um, worldwide. I, I, you know, there's some local animals, there's African animals, there's Asian animals, um, and sea creatures also. So I wanted to make it a worldwide, you know, mm -hmm. a, a collection of animals from all over the world. That's good, that's so. good. And, and this book is uh, specific for kids, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, it contains just 
of uh, uh, 26 drawings of mine that I do in black pen. Um, and it starts just with A4 and so on. So it just gives a little bit of detail there. This book is dedicated to um, Avery, my, my grandson. Um, and he loves this page because he'll say A4 instead A of alligator, he'll say Avery, which is awesome. And then um, I lost my dog this year. Um, okay. And she's in here as well. This is Gracie. This is D for Can dog. Can you put it up just so, yeah, sure. There you go. So it, it just goes through. And it's basically, I use primary and secondary colors that children children could recognize and um, capitalize letters and lowercase letters and then and then the animal name. So hopefully as they go through, as they start to recognize the animals, um, they'll say the name and hopefully gain some knowledge of, of the alphabet as well. The alphabet as well, yeah, so yeah. yes. Uh, and then the, you also have this chart that is also yeah. for kids, right? Yeah, so I, I did this book and then um, I just thought it would be nice to have uh, maybe... Um, a poster of the animals also that went through A to Z of animals. Um, and then you can see they're all here. So it's just a nice addition to any um, child's bedroom. I have them in um, three different sizes. This is the medium size I have. This is 11 by 14. I have a 24 by uh -huh. 18. And I also have an 8.5 by 11. So um, people can frame them or they can just stick it on, on, on the wall. So in the book and, and on this chart, you have... Uh, the technique that you use the most. Tell yeah. us a little bit about... Okay, so these drawings all started using fine line black um, pens, uh, fiber point pens. So this is where the journey started, um, just black and white. And many people love the simplicity of that. You know, you, you can still see the texture and the, the value and the, the depth to the creature. So it all started with the black pen drawing, which I, I do personally love. But I also, um, I expanded as well, and I took the original drawings and then I added watercolor paint onto them also and then made another copy. So I have them in both. I don't okay. have them all done in color, but uh, many of them are. But the slot, for example, that we use to promote this podcast, it's one that has the watercolor, right? It's, yes, it's a the sloth, okay. yeah, the sloth is uh, a watercolor. It started as a black pen drawing, but... Um, it, it has color added onto it. So, so how long does it take you, for example, the slot, to go from start to finish? It's, so people ask me this all the time. It's a great question. They're never the same. And I would say it depends on the level of detail. With a sloth, you've got um, one typical like swooshing line uh, to show the direction of the fur and so on. But it's the faces that take the, lo the longest. So I would say anywhere between four in seven hours per drawing. The watercolor is actually the easiest part. These, yeah, the um, drawing is. It's just a, it's a simple wash of, of color added onto it afterwards. And I can have that done in no time. It's the drawing. It's, it, I start with just some like, you know, fine pencil drawing just to show the kind of the basic outline. And the line work is all straight pen. Um, and I do that just by studying a, a picture really closely okay. for a long time. Remember, this is a live podcast. So if you have any questions to Laura, this is the moment. Look for either the chat box or the comment box and, you know, interact with us. We would love that. So you just mentioned that you usually have a photo as a reference, mm -hmm. right? Uh, do you usually start by the face? What, what's your... Um, I, I kind of get the basic body down and then I do actually start with the facial, the facial features because that brings the animal to life immediately 
Um, and it's just a really nice central point mm -hmm. to start. And also, you know, that you kind of have to figure out where to start on the paper, you know, where is going, the middle of the drawing going to be? And, and obviously, all, it depends, because sometimes I do just the face of an animal. Mm -hmm. In this book, we have the full bodies, and we also have just the face. Um, but yes, I would say a face is a it's really good... Really... Yeah, because it kind of brings character to the drawing, and it kind of inspires you to, to carry on, because... Uh because of their eyes uh -huh. and, their, and their personality. So it's a good place to That's start. That's very mm -hmm. cool. Let's take a look at this one, this piece right here. So here I, I have a collage of different animals that you created, right? Mm -hmm. You do. Uh, is there a special type, like sea creatures, mammals? What do you like the most? So the, the uh, I'm trying to see which ones I have on there, actually. Yeah, the octopus is a really popular one. Um, especially the one I have of that in colour. Um, this was um, basically for when I do like the local markets and um, have displays, I kind of put this together just so that people could just see a collection put together because I sell them as prints, but I also sell them as greeting card sizes and many people frame the greeting cards because oh. these are six by four, but uh -huh. the greeting cards, they come as like seven by fives which are this size mm -hmm. but many people buy them so that they can frame them as well as obviously using them for cars to send to people and, and so on so so let's talk a little bit on how uh you structure your business so you let's say you decided to draw a monkey you make the first Mm -hmm. a drawing of that mm -hmm. monkey. Mm -hmm. What happens next? What does it turn to? So um, the first thing I'll do is I will um, scan in the, the copy of the, the black and white version and save that copy. And then I will print it and then I'll add the watercolor. And then I ba basically send them to print. Um, and I, I do, um, my typical size is eight and a half by 11. I just think that size lends itself so that the lines don't get too big and mm. distorted. Um, but they also look good shrunk down. So I make greeting cards out of them also. So I do both. I sell both black and white and color greeting cards. And I also sell prints eight and a half by 11 of both. So the eight and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, Linda Erickson saying, this is great. Thank you for sharing. So you make uh, the color a greeting card, the black and white yeah. greeting card. And you have stickers as well, right? I do. So for example, this bottle here. Yeah, that's my, that's my water bottle, um, and it has a, a collection of the stickers that uh, I, I uh, make from the drawings, and there's also like, the big collection of them right there. On the table. Uh, on here. the table. Uh -huh. um, so these are um, vinyl stickers, and they're waterproof, and they don't fade. Ooh. So pe some people stick them on their cars. A lot of people put them on their water bottles. And, and I've put mine through a dishwasher several times, and they, they're just great stickers. Uh -huh. yeah. That's they're awesome. really strong. Yeah. So we have at least, if I consider black and white for each, uh, black and white and color for each one, you have, so two types of prints, two types of greeting cards, the stickers, anything else? Yeah, I am um, down here. I've started doing miniature framed pieces. Um, uh, I go and collect as many small frames as I can find. And So what, I, what are they? So they're just, yeah, oh, so yes, like, yes. I've just got a couple. People really like them because, you know, they, they're they small enough. You can, they've got to stand on the back. People mm -hmm. can put them on a shelf. They can move them around. They don't have to go and buy a frame for them. Um, and I have um, a large selection of those on my on my booth, and I just kind of frame pictures that I know people like, and uh -huh. just a, a few different coloured frames so that people can choose from them. So I, I have the those. round ones are also uh, 
just frames or, or are they coasters? Um, these are coasters. These are, these coaster. are laser engravings. So uh, my husband and I own a laser engraver and uh, oh. these are my illustrations that have been scanned into. This is bamboo wood and then um, I've put like a, a finish on them, a hard wax oil so they become water resistant. Awesome. And then um, on the back has got like the cork backing so they don't slip. So I sell many different types of these with different kinds of animals on them. I just brought a few just to show there. Um, and then these are also laser engravings. These are just kind of little fun um, drawings that you can put on an easel. And okay. I do those in different sizes. I just brought a couple there just to make them just fun and easy and light. And people mail them, you know, they'll buy them as a oh, gift yeah. and they'll mail them. As a gift. Yeah, really yeah I can light. see that. So, yeah. so we, in marketing, we have a saying, one effort, multiple results. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're thinking about a business, you, you have to think, well, can I mm -hmm. work once for that mm -hmm. and create multiple results? So this is basically what you're doing creating a product line around the drawing. That's right. Right? And which I think is a, is a great mindset shift for uh, the artist that understands that, right? That mm -hmm. is just not the unique piece that you have created, but what can become of that. Right. So you can create. Mm -hmm. Now, do you mind giving us, for those people that always thought, oh, you know, I, I always love to draw, but my father told me I would never make money with that, right? Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, do you sell only on, on, on the local market? Or? I, I sell online as well. I have okay. a website that has a, a store on there as well. A shop. What, what's so people, the, the website? So it's um, laurasummerartist.com. Dot com, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give us some ideas uh, on prices. For example, okay. for uh, a unique print and going okay. from there. Okay, so um, this is an eight and a half um, by 11 print that I framed, so you can see how it looks. I sell the black and white ones for $15. Okay. Um, and at that size, and then I sell the, the cards at $5. It does, that was exactly a question we had from guest 8466. Love your elephant picture. What size is it? Mm -hmm. And is it done in pen? So yes, it's eight and a half by 11 inches and it's done in black pen. I don't have a color version of this one just because I think the black and white really lends itself well to this particular animal. Mm -hmm. um, especially sometimes, the only sometimes the, the watercolor may distort the lines a little bit but because an elephant has got this gorgeous kind of it's wrinkly gorgeous. Uh -huh. skin, um, I didn't do that one in color. So uh -huh. the print is eight, um, eight and a half by 11, that goes for $15 and then the card is $5, and it comes with an envelope as well. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And what about the stickers? The stickers, I sell those. Um, one is $4. They are, they're around four inches, um, at least four inches somewhere, either height or width. And um, I sell them on the markets for $4 per sticker or three for $10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and the small frames? The small frames, I'm selling those for $12. Um, obviously, it comes as is with the little stand um, at the back. So mm -hmm. it comes like this, just so that you can stand it up. So, uh, and are they good sellers, the small they frames? They are very good sellers. I didn't expect them to be, but people just really connect with them. And uh -huh. it's just an easy purchase, um, reasonably priced. And like I say, they give them as gifts or... You can mail them easily yeah. as well. And they fit any space that they might uh -huh. have. Yeah. We, we have seen this with many uh, artists, in many art forms, actually. Uh, the downsizing. 
of sculptures and everything else because we, we still don't have that issue here in the West as a whole. But in the East, uh, houses are becoming smaller and smaller mm -hmm. and smaller, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So having a big piece of art may be a problem because or you may have a space for one, but not for the second right. and the third. So we've seen that all the artists that have been downsizing their art are selling better because of that. Right. I, yeah, I think, you know, a, a big piece of art is great if you, A, if you can afford it and B, have the space for it. Yes. But small pieces of art that, you know, people can afford them and, and the space is an important deal. Many people, I hear people buying them and they'll say, oh, that'll look great on my office desk. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Or in my classroom, on my desk or, uh -huh. you know. I just and you can move it around. You know, uh -huh. you don't have to make it permanent. You yes. can every time you switch up your room, you can move them around. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask you another thing about greeting cards. So I know it's a big thing for you, and I know many artists that that's a big thing. But do people still send greeting cards? See, I I notice that um, many people do, and they'll say, oh, I. I send letters. Some people mm. like the old-fashioned, traditional way True. of writing. And I think it's really important if you ask me. I just think it's... I still send cards um, mm. whenever it's a family member's birthday or I always send one of my cards. Um, I think there's... It's def definitely a generation, generational thing. Um, but I know that some people like them because... They're not expensive, and you can frame them in uh -huh. a standard seven by five frame easily. And I know, you know, I, I've had um, parents there with their kids that want one of my pictures, and they don't want the big print, so they'll buy them a card. And I hear them say, "We'll put this in a frame. Oh, we'll put them that. in your bedroom." Uh -huh. So it's kind of like a. It's nice because you can use them for more than one thing. Yes, true, mm -hmm. true. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, guess eighty five thirty eight. When you scan in the line drawing and print it out for watercolor, what type of paper are you printing it out on? Onto. I use um, definitely a, a hundred pound um, smooth cardstock is what I typically use. I've tried using um, the paper that I draw onto, which is um, an eighty pound mixed media paper, but the just so that it's thick enough to like hold the uh, watercolor. Um, I use a hundred pound smooth, mm -hmm. smooth copy uh, like paper that will go through. I have a, um, a printer at home, so I just use that for, for a laser doing. printer or mm -hmm. an inker. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Guess eighty four sixty six. Where can you buy a print? Um, you can buy them on my website, which is laurasommer.com, or I sell at the downtown farmers market every Saturday in Salt Lake City. Um, I also will be doing the 9th and 9th Street Fair and um, the Avenue Street Fair, which are both in September. And I also sell at Park Silly in Park City every Sunday. So if you're coming mm -hmm. for, uh, this way, you know, stop yeah, by. Yeah, I realize some of them are local, but I do have my website where, yes, where all of Laura these are Summer. Available. Can you spell summer for me? Yes, it's S-O-M-M-E-R. It's not spelled the same way as the season. It has an O and not a U. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now, what about this one? So um, I did a, a show um, for Commerce and Craft, which is in Sugar House in Salt Lake. Um, and I did some canvas pieces. And these are my illustrations that have been tr gel transferred. So I, I basically made copies. Um, and I used a gel um, medium, which transfers the image onto the canvas. That dries. And then I peel um, the backing away. And it leaves, the, obviously, the reverse of the image. 
um, which I thought was fun. And then I worked back into them with paint and sometimes um, the addition of some more pen work because some of the, I don't know if you can see that some of the, the, the gel transfer, mm -hmm. it's kind of, it looks a little bit kind of vintage because yes, the, the detail is not completely there, but I, that's what I wanted and I knew that was going to happen. And then this is just watercolor added on, sometimes a little bit of acrylic if I thought it needed to be, like the background has got um, acrylic in there that's been sponged on and then wiped away and reapplied and then it has some like a vintage look added with some kind of diluted ink. And then once it's dry, I seal it with um, just kind of like a glazed medium mm. on the top as well. And, and the background? What do you use for the background? So, so the background um, is just the, um, a little bit of watercolor, okay. maybe a little bit of acrylic paint that's been sponged in. So it's kind of got that uneven beautiful. kind of look. So this was kind of like my... Um, Utah wildlife kind of inspired piece. Uh huh. Um, or oh, the, with the bee state. Yeah. The hummingbirds, yes. flowers that we have, the aspen trees and the aspen leaf. So, and Great. the peony, which I know is not native to um, Utah, <laughs> but that was one of my um, illustrations that I just thought would look nice for this piece. I, I'm impressed how you use the original drawing into so many different, because it is important also to, to translate to people all the possibilities, not to limit ourselves. Right. So if I'm a painter or an, a mm -hmm. watercolor, mm -hmm. I can only do this. Mm -hmm. It's way beyond. Actually, I would like oh, yeah. you to show your arm um, to the camera. So show to Rain and show. So, so this here is um, my peony that I have on this piece oh, the same me. one. This is a temporary tattoo which um, I've got several um, of my designs. And this one, they last for three days. And this one, I, I just decided to keep it as the black and white because it just looks like a traditional tattoo. Mm -hmm. So that one's the... So yeah. is this something that you also sell? Yes, it is. I didn't bring them with me, but uh -huh. I, I just have a few. Um, I have Sunflower, Peony, the Bee, the State of Utah Shape, this one here. So some of these... I have here actually. So hold, this is, hold to to rain and so stay this there. Is, this is the shape of Utah, and where the um, the state has the beers there, like a local. Um, it's the yeah, state the, insect. The state. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. And um, mm. I have that in a tattoo. And then what else do I have? Um, the the octopus in black and white. Uh huh. You have um, as a tattoo too. I yeah, bet I that that's a popular dinosaur one. and. Um, Unicorn, they're popular. So how long kids. do they stay? So they're supposed to last for three days. And, oh. I, you know, my, sometimes they last up to that. Sometimes it's two, two to three days. Okay. They claim they're going to last for three days. But, that's fun. That's, very, that's a very clever way. Rochelle Buan is saying beautiful illustrations. Thank you. So you mentioned you do a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about when you're going to do a show uh, of course, you bring a little bit of everything, but right. how how do you really prepare for that? How many you bring? Tell so me. So I have got um, a ten by ten booth, and all of my black and white illustrations, and there's over a hundred now. I have them um, laminated, and then I kind of hang them so they're all like tied together. So we clip the top one, and then the the you know there's like a row that cascades down. So that's my back wall. They're all on show. The color ones, I don't have the space for that, so I'll clip a few of those up just to sort of show a good selection, the people, the ones that people like the most, and then I have like a, a box with, that people can flick through and, and see 
the different color ones. And then I have grid walls that have got um, posters clipped on like my A to Z poster and an advert for the book. Um, and then the, the stickers, they, I put them in like a, a tray. Um, so when you walk in, it's kind of like a little mini gallery, really, because uh -huh. you've got things on show. You've got two six-foot tables just covered with, you know, the little pictures and the uh, stickers and, um, and then some shelves with framed pieces such as the, the fox on this table yeah, here. Yeah, fox is one of my um, favorites. Let's show the one that is colored here because it's super cool. Yeah, the, the one on the frame here. On the table. Just down here. I can hold it up if you need. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let's see. It's a beautiful one. Yeah, cool. So it's very rich for the eyes, correct? Yeah. So when people come in, they're just they're kind of just looking at everything. And they can um, walk around. Not... They, they kind of walk in, and most a lot of people come in, and they just like stare at the back, um, looking at all of the illustrations, and then they can see that I've used them in other things. So the tables are on each side, so they kind of take the, you know, look at one table and then look at the next. So it's, it's very visual. Uh -huh. it's, it's good nice. on the eye. That's what, yeah, that's what we want. And so did you have any experience before with shows or um, did you have a mentor? What, how, no, how, no. Um, I did a few before I, because I live near to the Ninth and Ninth area. And when I first moved to that area, uh, me and my husband walked through and we went to the Ninth and Ninth Street Festival and I just thought to myself, it'd be really cool to be able to sell some of my artwork. And I did it once um, before this style. I did it with a completely different style of, of art um, with some sewn collage work that I, I frame. I did that and um, that was a few years ago. And then um, I, I thought to myself, after starting the drawings for Avery, and then they, they grew and grew and grew, and I just kept producing more and more and more. That's when I just thought I, I really need to expand on the, the market experience. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I used to live in Florida, and I did a farmer's market there also um, with a friend of mine, and we, we sold our artwork there as well. So I had some experience before moving to Salt Lake, um, and I had many of the things that I needed, such as the, you know, the the canopy the 10 by 10 canopy and right. then I'm always updating things and always buying new things to make the display look better mm. but I think uh, some people have said to me that this year the the display looks the best it's the looks. well so, yes since last year because yeah. I have more products as well so that's nice to hear now you have a portfolio yeah tell me well, we are going to show it but tell me what do you use the portfolio for I for example do they go to the shows so um, I was trying to think of ways where I could make it so that people could see all of my artwork easily um, before I came up with the idea of laminate because I used to just clip them all up individually and it used to take so long. So I was, I was thinking, oh, if I put everything in a portfolio, people can just flick through mm -hmm. and try and find the animal. And then um, I thought to myself, well, I want it to be instantly visual. So that idea changed. But these are great because I take these if I'm ever... Um, trying to get my, because I do, do have some of my artwork in, in local businesses as well. I can just take this with me. I, they can either flick through and take a look at, because it's all in alphabetical order. They can take a look and decide on which ones they want, or I can help them. Can you give me a one-on-one -on -one sure. show? Yeah. It's beautiful, even when it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> so here she has a folder, right, the, the portfolio. 
And then here, all the beautiful animals that you can see, dogs and everything. So the person can go through this one and say, I want in this format, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is how beautiful we're And if you go to a gallery or something, yeah, it would also right. be that's right. And what then you would show. And this one is the same, but this is the, the, the color version. So okay. this is just kind of like the selection of all the... The same prints, but um, with, with color Put added. it up a little bit sure. so we can see. So there are some of the marine landscapes and marine portraits there. Ah, beautiful. Just, and then I also have um, flowers and trees as well, just because I'd like, I, A, I love drawing them, and B, I want to appeal to, to lots of different people. So this is my color portfolio Very cool. right here. Very cool. Thank awesome. you. That, that's very cool. Uh, Katrina, Katrine Christensen, spontaneous looking in lovely, lovely animals. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, so for example, for me, has always been my frustration that I don't draw. I like to sculpt, but you know, if I knew how to draw, I always have that in, in the back of my mind, my process would be easier, right? Because right. then I can take the abstracting cool. mm -hmm. and but you went to a fine art school. I didn't. So is, is there any hope for a person like me? I want to draw. I, I, I think so. Um, I think if it's something that you want to do and you think it's going to help you, I think it's really important that you try it. Mm -hmm. You know, Even if it, it doesn't have to be something as carefully rendered as these, these drawings here, but there's certainly a, a tool for sketching. Um, you know, a sketchbook is incredibly important as an artist. Uh, I used to do the ceramics, and my sketchbooks are just full of, like, uh, sketches of the what I wanted to turn into a 3D yes, item exactly. as well. Uh -huh. And drawing comes in many different forms. Um, lots of different materials can be used. Um, and I think it's great for an artist to try as much as you possibly can. I mean, I never thought I would be doing these fine detailed drawings like this. It's something I probably never would have started if it wasn't for um, the request. my daughter <laughs> asking for her, you know, to have some in Avery's bedroom. So uh -huh. I think it's, it's a really good tool. It's a fundamental tool, I uh -huh. think, to be able to sketch, even if it's not perfect, just yes. to like, you know, it's a visual thing that you need to be an artist. Well, you, you see many times uh, artists saying, it didn't come out the way I had imagined, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes for me, I think it's because I don't have the next step that you would exactly be, okay, I need the drawing of mm -hmm. what I'm imagining here and then turning whatever medium I'm using. Uh, so, so I think it's very important. The question is, can we learn? Can we learn how to make proportional drawings, for example? You can learn how to, to do proportion, and it's a case of like breaking a drawing down. You know, If I was to say, okay, draw an elephant like that, are you going to be able to draw an elephant like that? Probably not. You, know, you, you need to experiment with materials, and you also need to learn proportions. You know, how many times does the, the head fit along the body, for example? And you can measure, you know... If you did, I remember doing um, a live drawing class at university where you're, you're using your, uh -huh. your pencil and your thumb to measure how many times does the head go into the body and so on. And I think the more, the more practice you give to yourself, the more kind of, it's a natural instinct as well, given time. Um, you, you know that the head's got to be a certain um, size in, in comparison to the body and so on. And, and, you know, there are obviously every animal is completely different. Yes, yes. And the proportions are going to be different. But it's a case of 
staring and looking at an image or uh, a photograph for a long time before you even start to draw it. I think mm. that's really important. Uh -huh. What textures are you trying to show? Where Where is the light source coming from um, and proportions of the body? I mean, an elephant is very different to a, a mouse, for example, you know? So I think there's always hope to, and, I, and, and like proportions can be definitely learned Mm -hmm. And there's so many Good. tools, there's so many tools, there's so many, you know, most people have an art class at school, um, you can go to a library and look through the books, you can go to the bookstore and get yourself a, a good book. And there's also YouTube is a fantastic tool mm -hmm. as well. It's that you're finding always resources, right, yeah. for oh, yeah. what mm -hmm. you're looking mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. Now, you do have a course coming up, uh -huh. right, December mm -hmm. 16, 17 and 18 mm -hmm. here at Curious Mondo. And if you don't know about Curious Mondo, you can watch the live class complete course for free while we are live. So you, you don't want to miss that. What are you, you going to cover in that course? So I'm going to be talking about mark making, first of all. Um, you know, the, just look at breaking down the texture of an animal, whether it be a lizard to something like an elephant or something furry like a sloth. So looking at the different surface quality of each animal is so different. So we're going to do mark making exercises. I'm going to be helping to draw. Um, I'm not sure which animal yet. I'm still working on that one. Um, going to be doing step-by-step -step drawing of an animal and then I'm actually going to show you how you can use that to add the watercolor onto oh, also. Nice. Okay. So it's going to be a black and it's going to be mark making, talking about the materials, talking about mark making, um, drawing, using the black pen and then and then adding the watercolor also. Okay. I think it's going to be fascinating. I really do. And it, it attracts me a lot, the, the pen like you mm -hmm, use. Mm -hmm. Because... Uh, I don't know. I may be wrong, but it's a, it's a medium that we have a lot of control over. Yes. Right. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see you like that a lot. But it gives. Uh, I again, I don't draw, but I think it gives a lot of control, especially for the person learning, right? And then they can branch out and and go yes, do other things yeah, yeah. with the drawing. Well, I'm fascinated, Laura, with really how you're treating your business. So if you don't mind, we're going to talk a little bit mm -hmm. more about that. Mm -hmm. uh, when you started and you took the plunge, stopped teaching, uh, did you have this idea of having a product line around the drawing or how no, did it come? No, it all started as um, the drawing only. I just thought it would be good that I can draw them and then reproduce them. Um, you know, easily, and then I can re keep reselling. And then it's just, so this is my second year of doing the markets for the whole summer seasons um, and, and the holiday season as well, if, you know, there's opportunities to do that, which I, I do those also in the area. Um, this has kind of grown. I've, I listened to what, I heard somebody say, oh, this, these would be really cool as a temporary tattoo, or, oh, this would be cool as a, so I've acted on that, you know. Uh -huh. And of course, there's an expense behind it, um, but the, the, the aim is to listen, try and figure out which is going to sell, uh -huh. um, and, and go for it. I just just kind of be brave and just <laughs> go for it. Now, a person wearing a tattoo <clears throat> from a person that usually sends greeting cards, they tend to be different generations, right. correct? Uh, but in markets, is that an issue that you have to think about? or No, because I get baby, babies, toddlers, children, um, 
school kids, uh, teenagers, um, twenty somethings, all the way up. I've I've had eighty something year olds. Uh-huh. So that's what's great about it is it appeals to a lot of everybody, people. especially being animals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Susan wants to know what is the pen? I missed it. So what type of pen are you using for this? Am I allowed to say it? Yes, uh-huh. yes. I use black micron pens, and they come in all different um, sizes. Um, I usually buy a pack that has 005, which is like the tiniest, thinnest one you can get. And the, the biggest size I, I personally use are probably like a 03. Um, but they do actually go up to a 08, and you can buy a calligraphy pen and a brush pen in the same brand. But I use zero, I mean, th- this elephant here, I use two pens only, the 005 and the 01, and they are black micron pens, and they're actually Japanese brand. So in this one, you use two pens. Is that the average you use in a drawing? Or I, do you tend yeah, to I tend to focus because... And Rain, can you pen over everything for me? Um, I don't like it when the lines look too heavy. It, then it starts looking um, less detailed. Um, and, you know, the 005, I mean, if you just look at how fine some of the lines are. Mm-hmm. And even when the pen starts to die out and um, the, the ink isn't flowing as well, that's a really useful tool. Um, especially, I want to show you one, actually. I'm going to try and show you the jellyfish because mm. this was where one of my pens and actually... And we have the jellyfish on, on oh, screen right, right now. Yeah, you yeah. know the, the kind of the bits that yeah. hang down? The pen was actually um, dying. But it was just, a, it was useful um, because it, I didn't want the lines to be dark and it became, I'm trying to show it in here so you can see it bigger, but. Can we see it bigger now? Take a look there. That's right. So not the, the, the black single lines, but uh-huh. the, the bit in the, the middle. In the middle. Um, the pen was kind of, you know, grainy and gritty, but that was perfect for what I needed for it for. For that effect. So I never throw them away if they start uh-huh. to die. I, I keep them because I just know that I'm going to be able to use them That's for something. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? What's next for me? Um, that's a really good question. I, I have um, shows until the end of the year. Um, obviously, I'll be doing the Curious Mondo um, teaching course, yeah. course. And then, um, I don't know, I, I have um, commissions come through all the time. People always want me to draw their pet. Um, I've got like a, a list of, of those that I'm trying to work through. I'm also going to be doing a group art show with um, three close friends of mine nice. um, that I used to work with. They're art teachers also um, who still remain my best friends. And uh, we're going to be doing a, gr- a group show um, in art, at Art Access, which oh. is um, basically it's a charity that try and raise money for um, disabled it gives access to the arts uh, for nice. disabled people and we'll be doing a group show that's in um, February uh-huh so I'll be working on that soon starting to work on that because we're going to be doing some huge canvas pieces that okay. we're going to be combining our our styles all together mm-hmm. um, so that's, very, that's, another that's show. very cool mm-hmm. now I have to touch on two things that you mm-hmm. just said commissions is this something you enjoy doing I do. Um, it's really it's really hard for me to always decide on like prices for that um, because I know that some people understand the time that it takes to create something, and when you tell them how much it's going to be, they they either go, "Oh, okay, great," and 
follow through. Or some people go, how much? And and so I just don't always, uh-huh. I, I, that's the side I don't enjoy. But I, I do love drawing um, animals. I had a really cool experience, a really nice, heartwarming experience. Um, recently, um, a man came, well, actually, it was last year. I met him on one of my markets that I was doing, and he wanted me to draw um, a dog that they'd just lost. And he wanted the dog for his wife's Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. So he commissioned me a beautiful beagle, um, and I drew it and I painted it and um, obviously gave it to him. And that was in December when I gave it to him. And then um, I was doing Craft Lake City recently, and he came into my booth with his wife, mm-hmm. and she just came over to me and, and he said, this is, the, this is the girl that did... Um, the drawing of our dog and she just came up to me and gave me this huge hug and was really kind of like emotional she went I just want to tell you like how much it meant to me that you were able to do this for me and she goes oh, we we lost um our dog and she just just meant so much to me and then because I lost my dog in in February of this year it was just like a real like oh. a real connection mm-hmm. and I and I just understood what what she was talking about so that just meant so much to me yes because you, know? you can sense the impact of yeah. your work yeah. on a yeah. very deeper mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. right yeah. that's yeah. Phenomenal. And the pets is the second question. There is a business around pets by itself, right? Uh, Being able to reproduce other Mm -hmm. people's Mm -hmm. pets, Mm -hmm. just like the story you just said. Uh, Do people ask you a lot about my my dog, my bird, my cat? Yeah, yeah. um, It's mostly dogs that Mm -hmm. people request. I've had done a cat or two. and I've had somebody asking me about a tortoise recently. Oh, really? Wanting me to draw a tortoise and a <laughs> cockatiel. Uh, so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's different. Um, I met a guy that came into my booth with a boa constrictor like wrapped around his neck the <laughs> other day, which I find amazing. And, we, and that's kind of inspired me to do a snake. I've recently done a, a rattlesnake, not mm-hmm. a boa constrictor, but something that's local to here. Uh-huh. You know, so, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Now, think about this. How many opportunities there is in one drawing. So in her case, the drawing is the main creation that, that she does. And from that becomes gift uh, greeting cards, greeting cards uh, coasters, small prints, big prints. Uh, then she goes to the stickers and then the tattoos, uh, some collages that she comes out of that. And then special orders for commissions and, mm-hmm. and pets in itself that is a, a whole line. I like to see that, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think we tend to be always putting ourselves into boxes, right? And it needs to be this way. But you decided, you, you, you were very brave, right? Because you decided to cut the paycheck and go into entrepreneurship, which, which takes a lot of guts, and it has a lot of ups and downs. It's mm-hmm. not flowers every day, no. right? Not every single show is successful. No. So it, it takes, it takes uh, resilience, it takes, you know, Really, no, what I do is good and what I do impacts people. But with what I do, what else can I create from that? And Mm -hmm. again, one effort, multiple results. You draw the elephant, and the elephant alone can become five or six different products. And and that's how uh, an entrepreneur needs to think. And if you want to be able to, to live and live well with your art, you need to really adopt this mindset. 
right, that Laura has, because that's very important. But most of all, your work is gorgeous, and you know, I, I love the, the pen. Really, I've seen many, many things in my life. My father was a, a painter. Was he? Yeah, oil painter. But the pen talks to me more than you know, watercolor or whatever. So I, I'm really excited with this awesome. course coming up. We have a few comments here. Uh, Katrine Christensen, very nice chat, and I think I will enjoy the class very much. Susan Wilson, thank you so much. Gretchen Peterson, stunning work. Guest uh, 1587, when will the class be available to register for? It's already available. Look for upcoming courses. And I think it's already available. If not, this Saturday will be there. But the important thing is put down December 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, it is free to watch the Why We Are Live, and that is your only chance. It starts at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, ends at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. So block that calendar. Just go to the homepage, click Watch Live, and you will be able to see. The only chance for you to watch this free, you don't want to miss. And Laura, Laura, tell us about your Curious Mondo classes. So in this class, you haven't decided the animal yet, yeah, yeah. but it, it will be pan and watercolor. Yes, that's okay. right. So I'm going to choose a, an animal that I think will be an enjoyable one to do. And we'll start off with mark making and how you can apply the marks from the pen to a drawing. We'll, we'll experiment with that. So it's be like a, a step by step kind of. Class. So good for a beginner as yeah, well, well as a more advanced, yeah, think, right? I a think little think bit. So, yeah. That's how we yeah, like I'm, it here. I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm, that's that's my, what my aim is yes. to make it so that everybody can enjoy that. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Any final words to your um, audience? I'm thinking, well, just thanks for watching. Um, I'm thinking of doing a, a large selection of um, and like dog drawings. I'm going to start to just draw different breeds. So if you've got any recommendations, um, that would be nice to hear. So I, I'm just going to not just draw one person's pet. I'm just going to draw a selection of animals, uh, pets. So hopefully... Um, they, if you need a French bulldog, there is one. I the will definitely, yeah. <laughs> sleeping, of course. He's, there's a sleeping French bulldog down here. And he's I started an Instagram <laughs> account for him, and I was telling Nashville, I only have pictures of him sleeping because that's what he does all day long. <laughs> should wake him up and yeah, put him in front of the camera. And there you go. Came look, really looking forward to the class. Thank awesome. you so much Thank for you being very here. Much. Guys, if you want to know more about Laura, laurasummers.com, spell Summers once again. So it's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Summer is S-O-M-M-E-R, artist.com. That's for her work, which is astounding. And for her course, CuriousMondo.com, December 16, 17, and 18. Thank you very much for the privilege of your time. I will see you back here next Tuesday.